0: Welcome to CQ for Global Leaders. Join cross-cultural leadership expert, Dr. Tom Vergus as he offers perspectives and strategies on the issues affecting global leaders in the ever-changing world of global business.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to CQ for Global Leaders. My name is Tom Vergus, and I'm joined again by Dr. Jürgen Strauss.
0: Hey, Jürgen. Hi, Tom. How are you going? Ooh, terrific. You? I'm good, thanks. I'm looking forward to today's conversation because I know that's a fascinating one.
1: Yes. so Tell us the about. Topic, Yes, the topic is control is an illusion.
0: Mm. So Prom- what brought that on?
1: Yes, what was what, what brought that on? What was it prompted by? It was prompted by a conversation I was having a few weeks ago with a leadership team. So I am involved in doing some group coaching with this particular team. And they had, they were, you know, we were doing a, a check in with the group, and a number of them mentioned how that they felt that things were back in control. You know, after that, okay, after, <laughs> <Yeah.
0: laughs>
1: see, you see, good, kind of I'm laughing about it, right? So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and needless to say, a group of engineers, basically, <laughs> but not, nothing against engineers. <laughs> mm it was uh, it was it was after the peak of course of the of the uh, pandemic things had settled down a bit and a number of them came in when we were talking about it saying oh i feel much better now because i feel things are much more in control
0: hmm.
1: and um i i listened to to what they were saying we had We had the meeting, uh, and we were discussing, obviously, a number of other uh, things on the agenda. And then I brought up the fact, I I challenged their thinking. I said, listen, I'm being here, um, let me be thought-provoking here. Let me just challenge your thinking about control being an illusion. And we and we had that conversation. And one of the things I shared with them was actually a uh, a model called the Canavan model, and it's uh, was d- created by someone called David Snowden. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it. Mm, no, no. Well, let me just talk about it uh, briefly because I actually find it's it's useful in the context of what we are dealing with now. Uh, And so, Cynnefin is actually a Welsh word, and Mm -hmm. uh, it's spelt C-Y-N-E-F-I-N, Cynnefin, but it's pronounced Cynnefin, because like I said, it's a Welsh word. And David Snowden, being Welsh, he talked about, that's the Welsh word for variables in the environment. So, if you can imagine, he, he explains it as a, a, a very loosely configured two by two grid. You can, I'm just kind of trying to uh, describe it. And yeah. um, he says that one end of the grid, if you think about it, is you have a number of variables that lead to simple problems. So, e.g., Uh, you know, I make a cup of tea. I drink the tea. I go, Oh, the tea, the water is cold. Problem. I didn't boil the water. Right? So Hmm. simple cause effect situation. This is the problem. Here's the effect. Go fix it. Done. Simple problem. The next aspect that he talks about is complicated problems. And in complicated problems, It's really more around multiple variables coming in and it could be multiple causes. So this is the realm of experts. So e.g., I'm driving my car, it starts making a funny sound, not being mechanical. I need to go to a mechanic to kind of say, hey, what's wrong with this, right? So the mechanic uses his or her expertise to sort it out. So it's around complicated. It's the analogy of the A380, the Boeing A380. It's a very complicated plane, but there is a big manual that you can manoeuvre yourself through to try to solve problems. The next phase is around complexity. And complexity is when you have multiple variables coming in and you actually don't know which of these variables are causing the problem, because it could be a combination of things. It could be a network situation. So uh, examples of complexity would be a shoal of fish swimming in the water. Or if you ever look at birds, geese flying in the air, you know how they fly in the V-shape formation mm. how they do that how they communicate that so that is really around complexity I think human beings are complex as you and I know you' sometimes you can do uh, say certain things to certain people it works really well you try applying that same thing to somebody else it backfires right yeah it's, it's, it's complexity. So the thing around complexity is really tr- trying to understand and, and probe and then try different things. And then the final quadrant he talks about is where multiple variables all coming together uh, and it's chaos.
0: Hmm.
1: And the COVID-19 situation sits in that environment, sits in chaos because we haven't been here before. We're trying to make sense of it. And I find it always fascinating when people are saying, well, what's the answer? What are we going to do? Let's do, what's the first couple of steps? When will we, you know, when will the restrictions ease up, etc." expecting. So the usefulness of that model is actually appreciating that sometimes we are applying a simple solution to a either complicated or complex problem. And it's not going to yeah. give us the results. So you need to have, you need to understand where does the problem reside and then where do we deal with it? Another reason I love that model is because when I do the work in culture, people talk to me about team cultures or organizational cultures, etc. They are wanting a, what's the best solution for doing this, right? Mm. Uh, you know, when, when I try to say, no, we're dealing here with complexity. It's not just a simple do one, two, three, four, and it'll fix it. Like that doesn't, that's not how it works. There's a whole yeah, number yeah. of different variables that come into play and that it's important for us to have an appreciation of that. Hmm. So that's a long-winded kind of way of coming back to the team. And I was explaining it to this team and um, they, they, they kind of sat with it And I said, so it's not that we want to be um, a Pollyannish about it and say, oh, don't worry about it. Everything will be fine. It's not that. And it's not about doom and gloom. It's really around. There are certain things that we can do that we can control. And there are other things that we just have no control on. You know, and as that saying goes, you know, and give me the wisdom or the courage, you know, to know the difference between the two. (laughs) So
0: Yeah, that's right. Mm. Yeah, I think one of the things for me is that, I mean, you can always control your own response to things. And accepting, you know, I I think that's a great framework, accepting that uh, something like the COVID-19 is... Uh, very complex and that things that might be put into place to address issues that are arising out of the pandemic are going to impact on a lot of other things as well. So, I mean, obviously, you know, we we lock people inside so that um, you minimise the risk of person-to-person transmission and that has a massive impact on the economy. Because all of a sudden, you know, shops are closed, restaurants are closed, gyms are closed and so on. Um, people can't, a lot of people can't work. So those things are an impact of one thing that we can control, but we can't control all of the outcomes and yeah, and, and we're hoping that there's a desirable outcome in that we minimize the transmission, but there's a whole lot of undesirable outcomes as well.
1: That's right, that's right. So mm. I, so that that's the point, and I, I love your point around we can control our reaction. And, and that's what I was trying to bring up with this team was that control is an illusion in terms of the control mm. of the environment that we are in is an illusion. We can control mm. how we react to it. We can control how do we reframe things because that's within our domain, but can we actually really control what's happening out there? I said, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think I don't think that mm. I don't think that's you know that's not a reality that you're dealing with because if you think that way, you're going to be constantly disappointed. You're going to be disappointed mm. in teams. You're going to be disappointed in people. You're going to be disappointed in that things are not working out on it when really. We all do the best that we can, and appreciate that that sometimes you just have to do the best and let it go. Mm. You know, and there's certain things which we just doesn't make sense to us.
0: Mm. That's right. I think um, one of the things that I found fascinating—I I actually I still find it fascinating when I think back, because it's we're getting back into that situation again now, when. Um, in Victoria, the first round of restrictions were, I think it was 100 people um, in a gathering. That was the maximum limit. Mm-hmm. And I remember having a conversation in those early days with somebody and I said, well, how does the virus know that there's less than 100 people there? Can it count? And does it? Does the virus then say, well, that gathering's only got 98 people, so I'm going to go somewhere else, <laughs> which you know comes back to that kind of control thing. We can control how many people are in the gathering, but we can't, you know, the virus is out of our control. That's right.
1: Yeah. Hmm. So, you know, so the point there is really it's 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 not beating ourselves up about it, but hmm. it's having an appreciation of what, well, so what are the things I can control and what are the yeah. things I can't.
0: Right? Hmm. All Right. right. Well, I mean, there's lots of quotes around it, um, talks about, control being an illusion but um they're all they all come from different places so now obviously with uh, the pandemic and the situation we're in right now we've got this um this new vision and i love the fact that particularly in the early days my email was filled up with, oh, here's how you navigate through this uh, this crisis currently. Here's how you get your business mm. back on its legs through this crisis, or so here's here's how to do this. And I thought, well, you know, that's interesting because everybody's just making this up. That's Nobody's right. been through that's anything right. like this before. <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: right. how do you know?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. So rather than you know, and th- that's a good point. Rather than offering it as here's a possible way, or here's what could mm. happen rather than being factual and say, doing this will lead to that. And I think sometimes it's about people who find it difficult to deal with ambiguity. It's something that we have to get used to. I'm sure you, our readers will be familiar with the term VUCA, volatility, mm. uncertainty, complexity, and ambiguity. I mean, that's the current state of the world we live in. We live in a VUCA world. So. How do we help our teams? How do we help our organizations? How do we help ourselves deal with ambiguity? And that's a key skill as leaders. And you can only really manage or control what's happening for yourself, your reaction to it, and then you have to let the other things go.
0: Hmm. And of course, that's a good point. A leader, a leader. I guess the, the team are looking to the leader for a level of certainty that perhaps they're not getting from the environment. That's right. What are some of the things that the the leader can bring that certainty into the team, even though they're feeling a sense of out of controlness?
1: That's right. So as a leader, you know, it's really important in today's climate to have a high degree of authenticity. To have to be able to demonstrate a level of vulnerability to be able to say actually i don't know we're doing the best that we can i think those things in today's as in today's climate today's environment are are really important aspects of good leadership which mm. which actually goes is contrary to you know what we always think about leaders knowing <laughs> yeah. the way showing the way etc and with
0: knowing all the answers, yeah. all
1: the answers. i don't think mm. that's the case right now
0: mm. No, probably never was, but it's being highlighted now. Indeed. Indeed. Mm. All right. Well, what's the reflection point for our listener today, Tom? I think the
1: reflection point out of this is to appreciate that there are certain things that, there are lots of things that's out of your control. That control, the thing that you can control is your reaction the thing that you can control is your mindset and again not as easy as as anyone makes it out to be but there is that it's it's how you reframe things we have the power to reframe that so how do we do that in in a way and how do you when you're working with your people demonstrate authenticity uh, you know be able to be vulnerable be able to be you know to to to, to, to kind of work with your team to bring them along in a way that says that I'm with you, we're in this together and we're all on the journey. Mm. I think that that is the reflection point for me here.
0: Great. Mm. Love it. All right. Thanks, Tom. Great. Thanks, Jürgen. I'll see you around. Thanks for joining us on CQ for Global Leaders. To find out more or contact us, go to short